With the 15th pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select Cole Anthony from the University of North Carolina. Hey, I recognize one of those guys in the Cole Anthony <laughs> celebration. They're Spike Lee celebrating with Cole, who after a season at North Carolina is going to the Orlando Magic. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Obviously, you guys heard the intro. Cole Anthony is going to the Orlando Magic. So let's talk about the NBA draft that happened last night and the sights and sounds that we heard here from Roy Williams today, more importantly from Cole himself. What did he say about his experience on draft night and who was a surprise guest that was there in the room with Anthony? Let's talk about that today. All right, jumping right into it. It only took 22 games for Cole Anthony to show the Orlando Magic that he was a star. Selecting him number 15 in this year's 2020 draft was arguably a steal. UNC has now had 117 players drafted in the NBA, most in the ACC, 53 first-round picks tied for the most in NBA draft history, and 19 lottery picks, 13 of which have come under Roy Williams. Roy now has 33 first-round draft picks, 22 of which have been at UNC. Let's listen to Roy's thoughts on Cole Anthony prior to being selected by the Magic and just what he felt like this year would have been had it been, quote-unquote, normal. If it were a normal year where Cole Anthony could go work out for those teams, he would blow them away in the workouts. I'm telling you, I love the kid. As you said, he opted to come back and try to help our team when he could have just set out the rest of the year. But he would have blown people away if he had been able to go in and do the workouts. And, you know, there's a lot of chatter about every kid, but especially, as I said, a kid who started getting that uh, talk as a ninth or 10th grader. But uh, I'm just going to be sitting there nervous as I can be at the draft tomorrow night watching it on TV. And ever who gets Cole Anthony is going to get a guy that they'll be glad they drafted him. And the Magic are certainly glad that they drafted Cole Anthony. It is going to be an amazing time for him in Orlando. Some great opportunities there to build and grow with that team. The congratulations certainly started pouring in, and it was only fitting that his new and former teammates trolled Cole a bit, which was visibly emotional as he got his name called on Wednesday night. Mo Bamba, his teammate from the Orlando Magic, new teammate rather, said, once you stop crying, I'll pick you up from the airport. Let's work. (laughs) we all know listen of course some people are more emotional than others but he was doing that ugly cry (laughs) when you're just super excited and overwhelmed by everything that's going on and again we all know his story of course coming back from injury and playing with the team despite most people saying he should have shut it down he really wanted to help his team win and that spoke a lot to just the heart of this young man and now to see him on draft night getting picked people believing in his story the Orlando Magic wanting to buy into what he was selling it's a great opportunity for Cole to you know make sure that he continues to improve and he shines in the light so big for him Armando Baycott former teammate from 
Carolina changed his profile pic to a crying picture in reaction of Anthony. And we all know crying memes are infamous <laughs> in North Carolina basketball history. Michael Jordan will go down as probably being the number one crying meme to ever live. Now, there was a surprising uncle in the room during Cole's draft nights that every NBA fan was watching. Spike Lee's connection to Anthony appears to be through his father, Greg Anthony, who spent 11 seasons in the NBA, including four with the New York Knicks. And as we all know, Spike Lee is a symbolic symbol of New York Knicks basketball, despite all the craziness, foolishness, X, Y, Z. We all know Spike Lee, Knicks, it's just that's what he is. Lee is a notable Knicks fan who was courtside fixture during the Madison Square Garden years of Greg Anthony's 1990s playing days. So Greg played point guard and contributed some of Knicks' best seasons, including an NBA Finals appearance in 1994. Cole's mom, Crystal McCray McGuire, formerly Anthony, also has family ties to Spike Lee. Who knew? McGuire co-wrote the fiction novel Gotham Diaries in 2004 with Tanya Lewis Lee, the wife of Spike Lee. So small world. It's all in the family, right? So, you know, Cole yet again has nothing but royalty around him and should be successful in that regard. It's going to be a great time. Make sure you guys come back on Monday as I'll have a guest who talk about the NBA draft, Carolina Blitz analyst Royal Howell, who will give me the inside scoop just from the entire NBA draft as a whole. What will it all mean going into this 2020-2021 season starting three days before Christmas? We're all gearing up for a, sh- whew, a wild time. It seems like we just had basketball, but we're back yet again having more basketball. So there's that on that. But where will Cole fit? in this Orlando Magic team. More importantly, what do they really want him to be in terms of leadership-wise? What number will he wear? Find out next on Locked on Tar Heels. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my personal favorite, chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go gives me the kick to keep me going strong with B6 and B12 vitamins. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on my stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Cole Anthony is going to the Orlando Magic, the number 15th pick in this year's 2020 draft. Cole will wear number 50 
for the magic according to some sources down there in florida orlando magic president of basketball operations jeff weltman said that they liked cole anthony for his toughness and skill he said the team was thrilled to get a player with his talents at the 15th pick and they believe they've got an excellent value for this pick he said quote cole is very talented guy that we didn't think we would get to 15 we're excited to have him as 6'2 with strong body and a high motor and high skill level and high IQ. Lots of highs there. We feel Cole is going to be a kind of modern guard. He's going to be able to play both positions and elevate others around him. So, okay, elevation, period. That's what we need up in here. He's going to make everyone around him better. And they mentioned in an article talking about Cole's lone year at North Carolina being one where battling injuries didn't you know deter the Orlando magic they were really excited about seeing him at full health and just making sure that he was ready to go locked and loaded and then that happens in conversations and of course you see the negatives talking about consistencies but yeah it's hard to be consistent when you're not fully at 100 percent it's hard to you know facilitate and be consistent when you don't have help <laughs> in a lot of ways and that's exactly what Cole was lacking at his time at Carolina it was a struggle for sure but Cole even chimed in and reiterated the fact that he is healthy, saying in a news press conference after being picked, I'm healthy now and I just can't wait to get out there and play. This is the best moment of my life right here. <sighs> Nothing compares to this moment right here, maybe birthed. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I guess, right? Like, you were you there during the birth? Well, obviously he was there, but... Did he realize what was happening when he was born? I don't know. Maybe he might be a celestial alien. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> There's me going on the tangent. But more importantly, Cole is excited to be a Orlando Magic man. Is that what they say? I, I need to get on that. Is, what do you call you? I'm an Orlando Magic. I guess it's just full stop there. Maybe Orlando Magic man. Maybe Orlando Magic. I don't know. I, I'm being silly, but you know. Curious to see, because, you know, Giants call themselves the G-Men, you know, things like that. So I'm, I'm, what do you call yourself if you're in Orlando Magic? Are you a magician? Magician. There we go. There we go. It came to me a little late, but came to me nonetheless. <laughs> I'm a magician, so there you go. The Magic could essentially be adding two first-round picks to their roster for this coming season. Orlando used the number 16 pick last year on former ch forward Chuma Okiki, who missed last season while recovering from a torn left ACL. The Magic signed Okiki on Monday. So, listen, period, okay? We got two people coming off some knee injuries, but they're good and healthy and ready to go. And we all know that the Orlando Magic was not to be slept on during that bubble experience. They played excellent, whether it was home court advantage being in Orlando or just the fact that this was a no-quit team. And you saw that guys like Markel Fultz were able to play under no pressure, under no lights, all that good stuff. That's what we like to see here. You know, sometimes good basketball, all it takes is just full focus, no distractions. So there's that on that. Now, again, what does this mean for the Magic? How will he be able to impact the team? Orlando went 33-40 and 40 last season, getting to the playoffs for a second consecutive year and falling in the first round to Milwaukee. Markel Fultz, a number one overall pick, formerly, Emerged as the team's starting point guard and averaged 12.1 points, along with the team best five and a half assists. But the Magic clearly needs some additional offensive punch after finishing last season 24th league wide in points per game. 
So Cole will bring that instant offense. And, you know, again, Orlando's a good team. They're not a great team. But if you're ever going to get your foot in the door, Orlando's a good organization to be under, right? It's not a whole lot of drama and, you know, front office issues and guys just deciding that they're going to do whatever, what have you. They don't care about you. So it seems like, you know, it's more family oriented there. You know, it's a, to me, it's a smaller market because it's not the L.A.'s of the world, the Chicago's of the world and all of that. However. You know, you do have an opportunity to do big things while he's there. And Markel Fultz, again, if there is a bubble-like atmosphere this season, I know they're going to try and just have games where people are traveling, whatever, but when it comes to playoffs and the Magic still are able to get on a nice little run, Cole's going to be able to do some good things. (laughs) I don't think that he's going to take Markel's spot right now, but I think he's going to definitely grow into a leadership role, and he just wants to, again, enjoy, enjoy basketball right? Which is half the battle. Because as we heard, we were watching the NBA draft this week. Not everybody (laughs) enjoys basketball, you know, and they might be the number one pick in the overall draft for 2020, which is surprising. I don't know if you guys were fully engulfed in the NBA draft conversation, but there was some serious question marks going around these top picks. And if you are a Charlotte Hornets fan, you know that there is some... (laughs) chatter going on between families and those conversations so let's talk about just what all of that really was going down next on locked on tar heels final priceless gym segment of the day we're going to again talk about all things nba draft wanted to remind you guys about though unc playing on november 25th we're getting up for thanksgiving week carolina basketball is back in action the number 16 uh ranked Tar Heels are going to host College of Charleston on Wednesday, November 25th, and the game will tip off at 6 p.m. televised by the ACC Network. So there you go. The ACC also announced that UNC's December 12th game against Elon will be at the Dean Dome at 3 p.m. on a regional sports network. So make sure you guys are getting up because, listen, we're playing no games. This season's going to be different. Different energy. (laughs) November 30th, we have the Maui Invitational in Asheville. At starting at 7 p.m., they'll face UNLV, and then they'll have that little tournament playing December 1st and December 2nd. Then they've got, you know, the December 8th matchup against Iowa. And things are just looking like Carolina is ready to put in that work and get things done. So we'll keep our eyes peeled on that. And more importantly, we'll make sure that when it comes to football, we are also gearing up. For a big week, Carolina will face Notre Dame November 27th, Friday at 3.30. So after you have all that good turkey, then you'll be able to go out and see your Tar Heels play Friday at 3.30 on ABC. It's going to be a matchup for the ages. I think this is going to be Carolina's biggest game of the year. I thought I said that about Virginia Tech. (laughs) I said that about uh, Wake Forest. I said those are games that we have to win. I really didn't think that Virginia and FSU was going to be that big of a deal, but you know, it proved otherwise. (laughs) It proved otherwise, and that's okay. We're bouncing back. We're not going to dwell. We're not going to dwell. We're not going to be sad. Two games, we're still number four in the ACC polls right now. We could be number two, but you know, things, things are how they are, right? As we all, if you come and join the show late, I want you to know I started out the season feeling like Carolina football was going to be 11-0, but you know. COVID-19, 2020, everything's crazy. Just throwing off your momentum, having games start and stop, all that. Fine. Not a, We're not going to finish the season. No, no, it's fine. I'll make peace with that. But I do want you guys to come back tomorrow because I have a special interview. 
okay? Special, special interview with Lee Pace, who is author, writer, extraordinaire. He has spent so much time covering Carolina football, and he is going to talk to me about his story, more importantly, his story of seeing Mac in his first run and now to see him now, just the incredible transition and how Coach has been, more importantly, where he sees this team compared to all the Carolina teams he's seen in his day, all the Carolina teams he's had the opportunity to cover. It's going to be a brilliant and exciting time just to listen. I love listening to people's stories. I love the opportunity to share them on the little platforms that I have. I think it'll be a great experience for me. So that'll be tomorrow. Okay. So you got to come on back. It's going to be a great Friday. I'm really excited to share that conversation. Now, finishing up our talk today when it comes to the NBA draft, as I mentioned, it was a lot going on. (laughs) It was a lot going on. NBA draft finally arrived last night after being delayed five months from its original due date in June because of COVID-19. And the Minnesota Timberwolves selected Georgia guard Anthony Edwards, who, for all intents and purposes, is an electric, athletic, super incredible on the floor, you know, abilities to just do some freak-like things, explosive scorer, two-way ability. He's just a 6'4 guard who is going to be a nice compliment, maybe. Maybe a new big three in Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. <sighs> so, cool. <laughs> That's fine. However, I don't know if you guys know, but Anthony didn't, doesn't, like, doesn't love basketball. And that came out during the conversation he was having with folks. And, you know, cool. You don't have to love basketball. But at the same time, there's just, you know, from a PR standpoint, I think there's some things that you just keep to yourself. I think there's just some things that you keep to yourself and not loving basketball is one of them. Because as we all know, being a rookie is not an easy lifestyle, right? Being an NBA player, period, is not an easy lifestyle, especially in COVID-19. Being away from your family, probably going to be more isolated than usual this season because of just how everything is going. So not really loving what you do. And I don't know about y'all. If you haven't ever seen Minnesota Timberwolves basketball, Carl Anthony Towns is not really my guy. <laughs> Some nights he's very lackadaisical. Some nights he just doesn't feel it. And D'Angelo Russell, I know he's grown up, but he still gives me vibes that he's not all the way mature there too. So I don't know if those are the two best guys to learn from and learn under. I'm, you know, I'm being skeptical, whatever, that's fine. And he might turn out to be great. But if I was going to give my two cents, if I was giving my brother like, hey, bro, if you want to go somewhere, have a conversation about like which team, Minnesota Timberwolves for me would not be on that list. That's just, you know, my two cents. Number two pick, Golden State Warriors. I'm only going to go over the top three because, you know, I'm not going to try to keep you guys here all day. But Golden State Warriors, James Wiseman, who I thought was arguably the best player in this draft, the seven-footer, was an awesome big man. He can give you 20 and 10 all night long. He's an ideal fit for a guard-savvy roster guard savvy warriors roster and he is going to be the guy who's has gone through a lot of adversity with ncaa and he was suspended halfway through the season we know with coach hardaway all these kind of things so many 
you know, don't even get me started on my NCAA train, but there was that. Didn't get an opportunity to play in front of us. But when you think about what we all went through last year with the NCAA tournament and what have you, honestly may have worked out better for him in the long run. So that was that. But I think James is going to be a great addition for those Warriors teams. And, you know, shout out to Pairs Up for Clay Thompson, who apparently has an Achilles injury after coming off a, you know, severe knee injury last season taking the whole year off to recover now you know they're saying that it might be his Achilles that is tough you know Achilles injuries are some of the worst to me to get just because when it goes it's I, I you rarely see a player come back full strength and I'm honestly after three championships there's not much more you need to prove do I think he wants to prove it to himself and get back to full health sure but he doesn't have to Right. He's not we're not going to be like, oh, my gosh, Clay, you still so owe so much more to the game. Do we want to see it? Absolutely. But will we say that he still has so much left to prove? Eh, I don't think so. But I certainly hope he gets the opportunity to come back full strength if he so chooses and gives us what we've all been missing, which is the Splash Brothers. Final person I want to talk about, number three. LaMelo Ball going to the Charlotte Hornets. This 6'7 guard brings star power to Michael Jordan's franchise. He's one of the most intriguing players in recent draft memory based on his upside and polarizing background. Now say what you want about Mr. Ball (laughs) and his father, but he was able to get two of his sons in top three draft picks ever. No one's ever done that. So, yes, we talk junk, big baller brand, all that good stuff. I'm so glad that they did not give him a microphone, didn't ask him a question. Just let his son enjoy the moment. Thank you. It's all That's all we needed to see, period. <laughs> we appreciate all of that, especially from me, from a viewer standpoint. It's about the kid. We just want to enjoy some good times and celebrate his moment for him. But also, I think, if anything... LaMelo's situation of not going to a school or committing, not committing and all that good stuff. And I'm happy that we're at least exposing the idea or really honing in on the idea that these kids don't have to go a conventional route to be in the top three conversation of the NBA. Right. Of course, the NCAA with the one and done rule is always annoying. But when you look at it overall, if college is not for everybody, if you just have an elite talent and you're an, uh, a savant of whatever you do, I don't think you should be have to. I don't think you should be forced to have to participate in college athletics if that's just not your ministry. Because being in college athletics, you still have to go to class. You still have to do these certain things. And you know, we look about guys like Ben Simmons who probably never went to a class in his life for real, for real, right? Did he He didn't care, but he didn't have to care. You're going to be there 10 months and trying to make sure you're eligible and all that. It's just not for that kid. It's not for that player. Just let it be what it is. So that's my soap box for the day. I'm going to get off there. More importantly, though, I want you guys to come back tomorrow. Again, like I mentioned, great interviews. Great interviews coming down the stretch. I think it's going to be a great week. Next week, too, Monday with my basketball insiders who's going to give me the inside scoop, break it down for me because I'm very much a uh, layman's term kind of person, all that good extra basketball jargon. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you like I know all of it. I'm going to work on it, but I'm not perfect, right? And we don't have to, no flexing here. This is, we're family at this point. We're, a hunt, we're 63 episodes in the Locked on Tar Heels. We are family here, okay? So we're just going to do our best to get through as best we know how. So make sure you guys, again, come back 
tomorrow, the day after that, and the day after that. I can't wait to talk to you then. Stay smart and safe out there. Wear those masks. And as always, go heal. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.